0: Kittas Valley Sports Talk fans, welcome back to another episode of your Kittas Valley Sports Talk podcast. I am Eric Sorensen, joined here by John Gudat in the chilly big country studios. Wintertime has not been good for our studio. But welcome to another episode of the Kittas Valley Sports Talk podcast. Rodeo edition brought to you by McGregor Company. John,
1: welcome back. It's good to be here, and you know what? It is cold, but it doesn't matter because we're talking about rodeo. Yes. I'm with friends here, and we're talking about rodeo with friends. It doesn't matter that it's possibly 30 degrees here <laughs> in your shed. Hey, we got the heater garage back on, here. No. Yeah, the heater's on.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, we're talking about rodeo, so I'm in a I'm in a good mood, and we're going to have a great interview. Uh, our guest, who uh, will be calling in here in just a couple of minutes, uh, Megan Ray, who uh, works uh, social media for the uh, Ellensburg Rodeo. She had a heck of an opportunity to head on down to the NFR. Not for one, not for two, but for all ten days. And so we'll have a good conversation with her. But speaking of the NFR, yes. did you enjoy yourself? I did. I enjoyed all ten Watching nights. It. Yeah.
0: I did. And uh, even the times when the, there wasn't something on TV, you could flip it on during the middle of the day and see the pregame show. And yeah. No, it was fun. I was kind of bummed. The Round ten was exciting because there was a few races that were decided oh, yeah. within a couple hundred dollars. Like literally, Yeah. like... Yeah, and then the re ride in the uh,
1: the saddle the bronc bareback, bareback, and yeah. we had to wait till the saddle bronc, I believe, to yeah. watch it. I'm like, what yeah. is going
0: on? Yeah. But uh, I mean,
1: really, yes. that that re ride defined who was going to win the, yeah. the. I, I mean, talk Where, about being on the edge of your oh, saddle
0: yeah. in I the in say. the yeah. household. We were watching, and all of a sudden, like, the re rides happened. And we all just kind of stopped. I'm like, Ellie, yeah. knock it off. Yeah, like yeah, so yeah, Watch yeah, this yeah. real quick.
1: Just be quiet for one second yeah, there. Please for stop Eight talking. seconds, Ellie. Yeah, stop.
0: And but no, it was good. I was kind of. It's always a bittersweet when the rounds over because, well, what are we going to watch now? Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, especially in the world that we're living in with the COVID and the pandemic and the sports, and it was refreshing to see normalcy. Rather yeah. than, I was excited to see the the arena. It was interesting the the different dynamics that, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, oh well, there's going to be no problem for the team roping. Yeah, but there was if they got that, turned quick that enough. Wall was there. Came yeah. back real yeah. quick and, uh, you know, the baseball connection and the rodeo connection for me in both sides like. Yep. Uh, Rodeo arena, and a baseball. That was so cool. Yeah, another our guest talks about how far away it was, and I kind of wondered that when you saw the shot from the announcers mm-hmm. and how far they were. Yeah, and yeah, uh, it's not. It wasn't very close, but uh,
1: so you talk about rodeo and baseball. You being a baseball guy, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, are we ever gonna see the infield of uh, Kittitas High School baseball diamond turn into? Well, rodeo shoots it, <laughs> or anything like that. I think it all comes down to budget. And who's going to give us the money to be able to do that? <laughs> so if anybody wants to pay for
0: the taking, putting it up and taking it yeah. down.
1: Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I thought that um, I thought that Texas did a heck of a job, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm thrilled that um, one thrilled they have it. Mm. Uh, two, I'm thrilled that we got to watch on TV the the camera angles. I don't know if it's just because this year they had the technology to do it or this year they had the space to do it mm-hmm. but um you know camera angles from all over the place i really uh enjoyed that um it was definitely texas proud every yeah. every night and uh, me having some family from texas uh that hit home to me uh, a little bit and and then just yeah i mean the 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 Timed events were different because the score was longer. So, you know, you talk about the team roping and stuff like that. So, um, a few more broken barriers than we would, well, in my opinion, a few more broken barriers than we were used to seeing only because the score was longer. And, yeah. and whereas the Thomas and Mac, you're nodding your head and you're throwing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, that was uh, really fun to watch. Um, just the horsemanship. I love watching horses, you know. Uh, no, no uh, I'm tipping my hat off to the. Time to event cowboys, but man, those horses and those cowgirls. Oh my goodness. Haley Kinzel. Oh my god because yeah. Brittany uh posy mm-hmm. had a had a, a great NFR. Yeah. But then Haley Kinzel wins I think other uh, than like the one that she didn't
0: ride sister. She placed never Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And she might have uh, placed that night, I don't know.
1: but I can't remember, but she was a factor in every night. Yeah. And she won uh she won five rounds, I believe it was. I was going to ask, how, and I, I was, maybe
0: I texted you this during the, how many rodeos has to take place in an arena before you can claim it an arena record? Because that was obviously the first yeah, time yeah, they ever like been. They, were, they broke an arena <laughs> record know, every event in the first round. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, you can say, hey, I had I the arena record. That's right. You know? So, um, yeah, that that is uh, that is interesting because. You know, the, the American is next door. It's not a Globe Life field. It's mm-hmm. a Jerry World. You know, Fort Worth, Show and Roto. They have their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that's going to be an arena record that's broken anytime soon. No. No, it might hold forever. It might hold <laughs> forever. So congratulations, so. everybody. Has, has yeah, the arena yeah. yeah. In Globe Life. But, you know, you talk about races that went down to the end. You know, Shad Mayfield mm-hmm. in CAFROpen came in just. I mean, he had like a $90,000 lead over yeah. tough and, uh, he won by 200 bucks. I, I think it was like 238 <laughs> with our predictions. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we did, but, yeah. uh, you know, and he caught his calf in a, and, uh, mm-hmm. then his calf got up and you could see just the horror. Well, I was going to say the horror in his face, but I think I, it, there was my, my, just the blood ran out from my face when I saw that. And, yeah. uh, but he still had enough to uh, even with that no time. Even though he wasn't a factor in the average at all, um, still you know, won. He still he still won it. Um, Marty Yates had a hell. Of a- oh man, yeah. Uh, I'll
0: tell you the one that I was really excited. Sorry to cut you off. No, go keep going about that. But uh, and it's a, something. I know Paige made a comment about most of America needs to watch how rodeo goes exactly. and about things and, and the pregame stuff and the. The entry was great. It was phenomenal. Yeah. It was exciting. I made, you know, we not wouldn't normally watch that. We would have fast forward because we usually watch things recorded, right? Yeah, and I, that was so cool. That the honor of the people they did, but the camaraderie of the cowboys and the it was shown by everybody. Yeah, but most that I noticed was the Wright brothers, oh, and gosh. that was another cool pro or dynamic of this thing. It, it wasn't loud. It, there was the crowd was there, but they, you couldn't tell, and to hear. You can hear people the yelling. I mean, if you're sitting at Slack, you can hear everybody yelling, you got yeah, out, or yeah, you're, yeah. or, but to hear the brothers of the right screaming at their, get
1: out! Yeah. <laughs> you know? I can tell you what, those right. guys, and that hits home for me because mm-hmm. I would get more nervous in whatever sport that me and my brothers were playing um, during our times. I would get more nervous watching my brothers than mm-hmm. I would for anything that I did, and uh um, my brothers were the stars. I was just the I was just the guy, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But my brothers were the stars of of their sports, and and so to watch, you know, Ryder and Rusty go absolutely bonkers mm-hmm. during the bull riding for Stetson. I mean, they were going nuts every event, every night, and yeah. I was just I and love it. For how cool would it be as a family
0: to? The first time it's ever happened that brothers have won world titles in I the know. same year. I know. Deep. I
1: mean, and, you know, I, I saw a picture. Uh, I think it was on the Facebook or maybe it was on the Twitter, <laughs> but I saw a picture of the sign at Milford, Utah, where the Wright family is from, and they're running out of room uh, <laughs> on, like, you know, home of world champion. Oh, that's cool. Cody Wright, home of world champion Ryder, mm-hmm. Spencer, Stetson, Jesse. I mean, they're all. I mean, they're running out of room. They need to make the sign bigger. Yeah. So, big family. Uh, big family and uh, incredibly competitive. I mean, can you imagine it? They, no matter what, you know how they say, no, no matter what, there's always going to be somebody bigger, faster, stronger than you in the world, right? That's true in the Wright family. Those guys are just, <laughs> I mean, this. some days <laughs> it's Rusty, some Great. days it's Stetson, some days it's Ryder. I bet mm-hmm. your dad, Cody, who's retired, could still maybe one up yeah. them once or twice. I so, bet. um, yeah, it that's that's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going about family camaraderie. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think those bulldoggers, those steer wrestlers, those guys yeah. are the biggest group. I mean, they're the most supportive. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, every event has it, but those bulldoggers are just so supportive of each other. I right. love watching that. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. I bet they'd be a fun crew to travel with. As long as I don't have to pay for their food bill. Yes. Yeah.
0: The, or the beer bill. Or the beer bill. <laughs> be yeah. bill. <clears <clears <throat> okay, who... And I, I, this was something that came down to the very end, and, and my dad's the one that that pointed it out to me the next day. But the okay, the the right brother that won the bull riding, Stetson Stetson, and who
1: was he going back and forth with? Uh, in the bull riding, yeah. Who was it? Came down to the last two rides. Um, uh, uh, well, you got Ty Wallace, um, and then um, I think it was Ty that was yeah, the second to last. I, yeah, yeah. And and to
0: see two competitors going after not only a lot of money but a world title. Yeah. And to see them reach over and give each other knucks, like, yeah, go yeah, get them, exactly, exactly, give it your uh, best because I'm going to give mine
1: I, yeah and i that I, was so cool I, you know you don't uh you know you you don't root for pateros when you're playing against Pateros, right right you might root for them in the playoffs or whatever right. like that, but if your if your season's done, but these guys are rooting for each other, mm-hmm. even though it means it could be detrimental mm-hmm. to their paycheck, yeah well, I've never known that, and that's I mean. a that's not
0: to get sentimental here. Please do, but I think that that's a, that's things that we're missing in this world, man. Like, hey, uh, good luck to you. I'm going to give my best, and I want you to give. I want to I want to beat you at your right. best, and that's where you're getting that,
1: that. Well, and and you talk about we need more of that in the world. So one guy who didn't have the greatest NFR is a is a podcast favorite of ours, Tyson mm-hmm. Durfee. That's right. You know, he called in last year to uh, uh, before last year's NFR, and, and you know he's he's uh, very accessible, but he mm. had a. He didn't have a good NFR, and uh, but his positive affirmations, either right. on if it was on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever it was, just like, just the guy is such a positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, just the mental power you have to have. Oh yeah. Um, I have a bad day at work. I'm still getting paid. He had a bad day. He didn't get paid. Right. You know? So, and
0: I I hope. There, maybe we'll get him on again, because I'd love to sit down and break that down with him, because the mental side of baseball, the mental side of athletics is the same as what he's dealing with. It's the mental side of rodeo, and, yeah. and I could talk that stuff all day, because I know that our players probably get sick and tired of me talking about it at kid
1: attacks on the baseball field. Maybe if they talk but, uh, to the 2016 world champion, I think we can have we'll some more,
0: and I think so, so maybe we can make that happen one of yeah. these
1: days. Um, you know, other things that, uh, that I liked about uh, the NFR, it was just that um, you know, for me, and maybe it was more public, but I didn't really catch it until the the uh, later rounds was, uh, you know, I I think the payout was in question with, mm-hmm. you know, different venue, different sponsors, what the heck was going to go on. And, and they still paid out $10 million, uh, which is what they've done in the last couple of years in Vegas. And, and that's great because those guys, I mean, those guys need that money. Mm-hmm. Those, those ladies need that money. And uh, for them to be able to make that payout, um, really, really made me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because you know there was so little rodeo this year, uh, unfortunately that affected pretty much everybody in the Pacific Northwest, except um, except for maybe like one or two. But uh, uh, so th- no rodeo, so very few opportunities to get a paycheck versus you know what it what it's like in uh, in normal years, and it's already kind of trickling into 2021. So, um, I know, uh, Denver, uh, mm-hmm. national Western is, is canceled. Fort Worth is, is, uh, canceled their rodeos. Houston, which is usually during March, they've postponed for two months, which is good that they postponed. Cause that's like $1.4 million. I mean, that's a ton of money. Yeah. Um, and so I, am a little bit worried about what the wintertime rodeos are going to be. And hopefully we got it figured out before, mm-hmm. you know, the California run comes in, in the springtime. So, um, just fun nfr
0: well i can tell you for a fact that sorenson family we can't wait for 2022 life being normal and daughter being old enough that we can go to the fort worth because i believe it's it's gonna the fort worth rodeo will happen before cabin season starts and i am dying to get down there and check everything out because you're gonna hear about it here in a little bit with our guest about how cool it was down there yeah
1: yeah, I uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll bring her on here in a minute, mm-hmm. and and you're right, Fort Worth. You know, I have a bucket list of rodeos, and every year it changes because I'm adding one, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Fort Worth is is one of them. Denver's National Western is one of them. Well, I've been to the NFR, but I wish I could have gone to the NFR and, oh. in in uh, Arlington. That would have been a, that would have been a good one to go to. Which kind of segues right into uh, Megan, who mm-hmm. was down there. Uh, Megan Ray of the Olmsted Rodeo, she was down there, and. Uh, got a heck of an opportunity. And, and uh, so we'll talk to her about that.
0: Let's bring her on. Let's do it. Our guest this week, Megan Ray. That's
1: right. Brought brought you to by
0: people. Megan. Oh, it's, it's, it, we beat each other. We too. did. It. Yeah. Great minds think alike. Great minds <laughs> think alike, which means we're thinking about the McGregor Company. McGregor Company. Absolutely. We'll be right back after this message from McGregor. Access to moisture is arguably the number one factor limiting yields in our region. Hi, I'm Kat Slois, the director of research for the McGregor Company. Phosphorus is critical in developing deep, fibrous roots, but largely ties up before ever reaching your plant. Imstruct by McGregor's protects and maximizes your phosphorus investment by keeping it more plant available longer. Imstruct improves nutrient efficiency, establishes larger roots earlier, and ultimately increases access to soil moisture. The results of Imstruct are striking, exclusively at McGregor's.
1: Well, welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans. I want to, uh, before we introduce our guest uh, for this week, I want to thank the McGregor Company, right. a proud sponsor of uh, our rodeo podcast since we began doing the rodeo yeah. podcast, correct? Right. Yeah, the McGregor Company, proud sponsors. I want to thank them uh, for once again sponsoring this week's rodeo podcast. As promised, we have Megan Ray uh, here. Uh, she dialed in and you know people know Megan from multiple uh avenues I know her as somebody who keeps me in line <laughs> during uh during the the Labor Day weekend and then also of course with the with the Queens Coronation and the pageant that we have uh well, I would say almost every January because I, I know we're going to be <laughs> right? a little bit different this year. But, uh, but you wear many hats, uh, Megan, along with uh, Megan Meeks there at the in the in the rodeo office as well. So, thanks for dialing in. Thanks for calling in. And and uh, how are you doing today?
2: I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. I was really excited when John texted me. I was like, do you want to be on the podcast? Because I've i actually listened to your guys' podcast before. Whoa, yeah. There I we go. Of, yeah, Ooh, We
1: made the big time. <laughs> that's right.
2: <laughs> I do. Because um, you guys talk rodeo, and that's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, I've been working for the Ellensburg Rodeo now. Gosh, I guess this is my third year, at fourth year almost, as an office assistant. And then second or third year for social media
1: so talk to us about you know your your life and, and your path in rodeo I mean obviously we want to talk about because you had a heck of a role at the NFR this year which we'll get to here in a second mm-hmm. but uh, I mean your role with with rodeo as a as a royalty member I don't want to steal your thunder go ahead and introduce yourself <laughs> and, and kind of take us through your path through rodeo and and just the western way of life
2: yeah, so, I mean, I grew up here in Ellensburg. Um, my family always had horses. I was in 4-H. And growing up here, you kind of idolize the Ellensburg Rodeo Royal Court. So it was always a dream of mine to apply and try out and then, of course, be a part of it. So I was lucky enough to try out in 2017, and I made it. And so I was on the Royal Court as a princess with Jade Cotterill and Brittany Skidness. Uh, and that honestly was one of the best years of my life. I mean, we got to travel around all the different rodeos and just share the Ellensburg rodeo. And from there um, I did go away for school for a year at UW and then I made my way back to Ellensburg and I was lucky enough to get a job at the Ellensburg rodeo office with the great Megan Meek. And I just kind of took over doing different tasks there and it just kind of kept rolling. And I, I fell in love with sharing rodeo, talking rodeo, creating things for the rodeo. Um, Jeff Lightlighter, who is a past director for the Ellensburg Rodeo Board, uh, was lucky enough to uh, just kind of see a light in me and took me under his wing and let me kind of get my hands dirty with the marketing and kind of let me roll with the social media. So I started creating content, um, planning out posts, covering Labor Day weekend, um, and it's just been kind of a whirlwind. I definitely did not think this was the path I was going to go down was rodeo marketing, kind of that thing. I was actually set out to be an aerospace engineer. <laughs> so, yeah, way different. So, um, lucky, luckily enough, I kind of fell back into Ellensburg, the rodeo industry, and the Western way of life.
1: So, an opportunity came, you talk about social media, And uh, Mm -hmm. we call it the Facebook, I believe, uh, (laughs) the Twitter, yeah, the Twitter, the Facebook. Hey, go search this on the Google, you know. So we're we're social media is is a is a huge part of of life, whether you like it or not. And so that kind of created an opportunity for you. So tell us about. I mean, so you know, I'll tease this a little bit of. You know, NFR just wrapped up. I'm still dealing with, like, withdrawals of, of not having the <laughs> NFR. But you were down there. Uh, most people go down there for a couple of days. You were down there for dang near two weeks. So tell us about that.
2: Yes. yes. So, um, I mean, social media is just kind of out there for everyone. And I fall victim to scrolling on Facebook. Um, and luckily, I did when I was scrolling, I saw the Cowboy Channel post that they were wanting interns for the NFR. And I am the type of person where I don't really believe in manifestations, but I have put it out there like a couple times, like I would really like to work for the Cowboy Channel. They're a great organization. They're making big strides in the Western industry. They're covering so many rodeos that wouldn't be getting the amount of views that they would normally be getting because the Cowboy Channel was just carrying so much and making sure the sport stayed alive during the year 2020. Yep. And so I took a chance. And luckily, I have the best boss in the world, Megan Meeks, the general manager at the Ellensburg Rodeo, and she was kind enough to kind of help me with my application, write me a recommendation letter, and just kind of be there for me while I was like, what am I doing? This is kind of crazy. I'm going to go to Fort Worth for two weeks. I didn't even know at the time how long the internship was. Um, and I got it. And so it was probably like a week or so before I actually left that I learned that I got the internship. So it was Quite a quick turnaround and uh sunday after thanksgiving i was on an airplane to fort worth and so i got there and i they put me to work the first day i got there so monday (laughs) and it was just a whirlwind of being kind of part of uh the nfr kind of back in texas it hadn't been there since i believe it was like 1961 and that was a long long time ago so it was cool to kind of see like all the culture come together the cowboy channel the crca Everybody that wanted to be a part of it, the athletes, um, it was just a really different and exciting experience to be a part of.
1: So, uh, how many how many interns were there, and the, uh, what were, were they from all walks of life and all uh, different areas? I mean, um, tell tell me about the some of the people you worked with.
2: Yeah. So I was one of about six or seven girls that were under the marketing internship and there's different branches in the Cowboy channel. So they had some like production. They had um, some of just like other people who were just helping the people that are making everything happen behind the scenes. So it was a very, a variety of people. Um, But my group of girls, they were actually really great. All became super close. So, Two weeks. I mean, we're spending pretty much twenty four hours a day together. Right. But uh, they were from all over, like Nebraska, Ohio. Some were from Texas, New Mexico. Um, they all had very different backgrounds. Whether it was they rodeoed, uh, they showed some sort of livestock. They were in the livestock industry. Uh, they were part of some sort of Western facet. Um, but not all of them were very like rodeo or organ- or like mm-hmm. rodeo focused. They were more um, They just wanted an experience. So it was really cool to be able to work with people who weren't just like rodeo all the time. And that's kind of the world I live in right now is it's very like the Ellensburg Rodeo, the PRCA. So right. it was cool to hear their different stories and get their perspectives of what was happening. I remember kind of sitting there and some of the girls would ask me like, oh, why did they uh, not get any points during that ride? Like, what are they saying the markout rule is? Exactly. Like, what is stuff like that? So it was fun to kind of share what I knew, my knowledge with the PRCA and rodeo, um, and then kind of just hear their different backgrounds and growing up in very different states than Washington.
1: So since they had a different perspective because maybe their lack of knowledge or, or a different type of knowledge that you did, did that – was that challenging? Did they – I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking this, but yeah, did it force you to look at rodeo a little bit, a little bit differently to – market it differently or to advertise it differently in in those times or 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 to manage it differently again if i'm overthinking it just tell me to shut up no
2: no no (laughs) i i i think that's definitely a question that comes up when you have people who you know i live breathe talk rodeo 24 7 like i watch the cowboy channel whenever i can like i am a true like rodeo fanatic and then when you have someone who doesn't know who like Casey Fields is it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a little different and yep. I mean it definitely it wasn't hard in a sense but it was fun and challenging to kind of figure out what are different ways that I can talk to them about rodeo so they could understand better yep. um and it kind of translated into the people we were also around while we're at the internships uh, we were bouncing between the stockyards where the Cowboy Channel headquarters is, where they have the studio, where they have the offices, and then Globe Life, which is in Arlington. And so we were bouncing back and forth. And at both of those locations, we had booths where we were talking with the general public about what the Cowboy Channel does, the apps that you can view the NFR on, and then all other programming that the Cowboy Channel creates. Um, so being able to talk with my interns, uh, differently about rodeo was helping me be able to talk to the general public about rodeo because not everybody knows exactly all the little things about rodeo. Right. And for you to be able to share those little things or something you find really exciting about rodeo with them can create a fan in them and then bring them back to enjoy more of the content the Cowboy Channel creates or come to the Ellensburg Rodeo. There's a lot of people that thought I would have some sort of Ellensburg Rodeo merch on me. And they'd be like, oh, what's the for Rodeo? And I'd tell them, and it was just, like, a great way to connect with people. So.
1: Right. So you, you said one thing that at first was uh, – you said one thing that triggered a memory that at first is kind of frustrating to me, but really I think it might be more of, of the Cowboy Channel or Rodeo adapting with the times of, you know, you're mm-hmm. not going to see the NFR on NBC you know, ESPN doesn't understand uh, the significance of the Cheyenne Frontier Days or or the Ellensburg Rodeo, right? So at first Mm -hmm. I was like, man, it's so hard. I wish it was just easy to you know, put on CBS or ESPN, but it seems like, and I'm not asking you to pump up the, the company that you just interned for, but it's almost like we're <laughs> leading that way. It seems like the Cowboy channel is saying, yeah, this might be a little bit unique to an old guy like me, but everybody's on social media. Everybody's has apps. There's multiple ways of, of watching it. So was that, am, am, again, am I overthinking that? It just seems like
2: no. that that's the way that <laughs> so, <laughs> all sports is going. So, yes. And I mean, so I, I enjoy the Cowboy Channel because I enjoy a whole bunch of variety of the western life content, and I'm that person where I like to know everything all the time, being the know, so the Cowboy Channel kind of created that place for me to go to, but I actually worked the customer service line for a whole day down there, um, and it was dealing with people who were upset that the app. Uh, wasn't streaming the NFR, that you had to buy the package, that you couldn't get the NFR on CBS Sports, that it wasn't just on their TV. In Canada, unfortunately, we just did not have the range to be on television, but Canadians to get it through the app, they bought the package. And so I kind of got to see the behind the scenes of it, of the frustration of the different generations trying to figure out how to view it, being frustrated that they had to pay more money when usually it's kind of just in your TV package. Um, in some situations, but I also saw it from the cowboy channel side and they really just wanted to create a place for everybody. And I mean, everybody from Canada, from younger, older to go to, to be able to view the NFR, just view the tailgate party beforehand, the post game, the buckle ceremony, like everything they wanted it at your fingertips. So it doesn't matter where you are, you could be a part of it. And I really think that's a beautiful thing for the Western industry specifically because with every other mainstream sport, you kind of have a different way to get access to the knowledge of it. And kind of everybody knows about football, but not everybody knows about rodeo. Mm -hmm. And so the Cowboy Channel was able to create something that could give that power to people to be in the know and join in on. I mean, it's an outstanding industry. So it was really cool to kind of see both sides of it. And I understand it's frustrating to kind of switch up. I mean, here on the coast, we we're viewing it way earlier yep. than like we were normally. So yep. it's definitely different, but I think it's a good stride in the right direction for the Western industry to go. Well,
0: and I I think you know I, I can see why people were frustrated if they didn't have the Cowboy Channel. But to me, it, it was almost like each person that was part of the production of the of each night on TV, you could tell that they were more comfortable than they were in the past. They opened up more about things because they were able to on this platform that wasn't a ESPN, CBS. It was boom, 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 got the schedule Excellent to keep. Point. And I thought it was awesome. And I, I really hope people do take advantage of that because it was a better, it's always fun watching it, but it oh, yeah. was a better experience mm-hmm. because it was, it was more relaxed. You could like the Joe Beavers, the, the Butch Knowles, they, they just were, it seemed like they were more relaxed, ready to
1: roll. It's because of Megan. Probably.
2: I mean, I'll take credit, no Um, I mean, yes And I was lucky enough to kind of be around those TV personalities I mean, I've been a Katie Kaufman fan forever I've watched her cover Rodeo Mm -hmm. And to kind of see the way they were going about things How they were prepping They would all get together beforehand You'd see them in between takes Kind of resetting, talking to people Kind of, They wanted to know more so they could share more and so it was a really cool experience to kind of see that. I understand Vegas is cool and all, and to have it on big stream networks is also cool, but the Cowboy Channel was just kind of able to create it where it was more an inviting environment for everybody. So I really appreciated that.
1: Did you get to enjoy the NFR, meaning, I mean, were, were you ever able to watch? I mean, you you know, you mentioned – Casey Field did you did you get to watch him on his re-ride on the 10th round or or were you working nonstop uh either on site or behind the scenes
2: um I was lucky enough I got to enjoy some of it so yep. I was there pretty much every night um and it was like a dream come true I mean yep. I sit on my couch every year and cheer from my couch and scream from my couch at the tv at yep. everybody um so it was cool to do that in person so yes with Casey Fields I remember sitting there and I was like oh my gosh, can they just do the re-ride right now? Yeah. Like, I want to see, does he win it? Does mm-hmm. Tim win it? Like, I'm a big Tim O'Connell fan, but I was like, I have a feeling Casey's going to win it this yeah. year. And so I was like, I can't wait to watch that ride to see if he does. Um, I was sitting in the stands videotaping for content for the for Rodeo and a little bit for the Cowboy Channel. Uh Haley Kinzel's run where she broke not only the arena record, but her own, like, Standard pattern record, I and I just remember my fast. jaw dropping. <laughs> I <Like>, know, right? <laughs> oh, it was like jaw dropping. Like I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm witnessing history right now." Yeah. Like this is crazy. It took me a second before I was able to post anything because I was like, "What did I just watch?" Like it was, it was crazy, but it was really enjoyable. Uh, the Cowboy Channel. Uh, i I'm, I'm sure I sound like a billboard for them, but they really do treat their employees very well. Uh, they were very accommodating, and they made sure we were able to also enjoy ourselves while we worked. It was long hours, but I didn't enjoy myself at the rodeo.
1: Um, tell me about, uh, have, I guess maybe I should add, have you been to the NFR in Vegas before?
2: No, okay, I but
1: you can still You can still, um, maybe not compare the different arenas, but you can still uh, appreciate the vastness of Globe Life. So two yeah. questions I have is... Was it a huge arena? Because it looked ginormous uh, on the TV. And my second question is, um, I've been told by Eric here, our host, that uh, the Globe Life is built like a barn. Uh, Does it look like a billion-dollar barn?
2: Okay, so the first question is, how big was it? I mean, it's huge. It's truly (laughs) huge. Like When you think baseball field, like baseball field times 10, uh, I remember... Uh, we were lucky enough that we could kind of sweet talk our way down into some better seats, you know, <laughs> um, kind of front row. I got to sit a couple times, which was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not paying money for these seats. But like, this is a great view. Yeah. Uh, but when you were kind of getting up there, you could really tell that it was a, it was a big arena. I mean, I would catch myself sometimes when I was on the upper decks, working and stuff like that, looking at the screen instead of looking down at the ground mm-hmm. because it was just so far away yep. I like I want to see what they're actually doing and yep. not just like a blur um so I mean I've heard with the Thomas and Mac and I've only watched it on tv that you're kind of on top of the action so you're able to see more of it yeah. so I'm sure people miss that aspect um and then as far as it being like a barn I, you know, I got lost a lot. <laughs> <in close laughs> so like, if that tells you anything, like it's it's huge. It's like there's different ways to get different places. Like I remember we had to take different escalators to get to the suite versus like stairs to get outside. And like, it was so many entrances and like with. All the different protocols in line, you weren't allowed to go out one way, but you could go back in a different way. And, like, we had to make friends with the security guards so we could get in certain ways so we didn't have to walk so far. Like, it's huge. It's massive. And it it didn't create so much of, like, a rodeo environment where, like, fans are screaming, the action's just kind of right there. It did kind of mimic more of um, a baseball game or a Mm -hmm. football game where you're kind of out of the action more just kind of watching it so I think that's different um I don't know if I would recommend it going back to globe life just because it's not as you can't see as much I feel like. right
0: the one thing I thought that was kind of neat and how they had it set up was you did get to see the behind the scenes of loading the shoots you got to see how that yeah and I was we were curious my wife and I were talking one night of you know the contestants had to appreciate how they could be warming up but yet they could still see into the arena from the outfield and I guess I'm a baseball guy, so I, I was kind of cool to see the yeah. baseball field on there.
1: I saw I saw yeah. something where Luke Brown, who roped with uh, uh, Joseph Harrison and the team rope, and he was talking about how like when you're at the NFR at the Thomas Mack, I mean you only see the run right before you. There is just absolutely no room. So, um, and you know they probably didn't watch every single run, but just the 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 space. Yeah. You're you're right. Yeah. So. um so tell me about tell me about Fort Worth in general. I, I uh, you talk about like Facebook scrolling and that's how you got this opportunity. I will admit to Facebook scrolling and, and I saw pictures of you at, at 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 the stockyards and everything. Were were you? Uh, did you get to be a tourist at at times?
2: Um, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Cowboy Channels headquarters is in the heart of the stockyards. So okay. uh, between where I had to park my car and where I had to walk to to get to work, I got to see a lot. Um, but the stockyards is just, it's a different environment. I've never been in something like that before, where it's just, um, the culture is purely Western. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's walking around in cowboy hats. Everybody is a part of it. Um, in Texas, they have like, uh i don't know how you would put it uh their liquor laws are a lot looser than ours so <laughs> they're walking around with beers in their hands they're selling beer on the street and i was like where is their permit uh and yeah. <laughs> Ellensburg, we don't do that so i was very like culture shocked with that i was like wow you can just walk from here all the way down on a couple blocks and the cops don't care like they're just letting you go okay right. uh so it was definitely a different experience uh they have a lot of different shops on the street. They had Hui Fest is where they were having concerts um, with a viewing party. Uh, we had a lot of different vendors in the Cowboy Channel Yard. Um, they filmed the tailgate party there. So it was like the pre show mm-hmm. where they talked about everything. They had some really special guests on there. So the, the historic stockyards really, like, they lived up to their names for me. Like, it was an experience, and I really did enjoy Fort Worth, um, I mean, maybe I'll move to Texas one day and I live in that area. So I like, it. it was a good
1: experience down there. So, things you learned, things you're going to take away. Um, I mean, Ellensburg Labor Day weekend cannot come soon enough. And I say that the day after Labor Day. Um, I mean, are there certain things that you're like, wow, we, that might work in Ellensburg? Or on the flip side, you know, I learned talking to our rodeo board members that what works in Cheyenne, wouldn't work in Ellensburg, what works in little Cooley city wouldn't work in Ellensburg. So were there things that you took from globe life or from the NFR that said, wow, that might work here or wow, that just won't work in Ellensburg.
2: Yeah. I mean, the Ellensburg rodeo board is full of people who are just, I mean, they're driven for rodeo and they've created such a great rodeo for our town. So I don't have like too many suggestions for them. I guess like personally, um, I was, I got an idea to kind of create more content in the sense of bringing the athlete, um, more closer to the public. So, uh, my goal is to kind of create series and different interviews and stuff like that that are going to bring the athletes more personable, uh, attributes forward. So that way people can actually connect with them because like talking to the other interns and just people. They don't know like who Casey Fields is, so it would be cool to be able to bring him more to life, and to, instead of just like he is a bareback rider, to he's this guy. I believe he's from Kansas, and he has a family, and this is what he likes to watch on Netflix, and this is his <laughs> favorite candy. So, like, I kind of took away more content ideas of how I kind of want to shift things and bring more people in and kind of get different viewpoints for different people because I love hearing all the different stats and stuff like that, but. Joe Smo might not know who they are, and he just wants to hear, like, oh, what are they watching on Netflix? Is it the same thing as me? Um, <laughs> I, I so can, stuff like that.
1: I can tell you one thing, because you mentioned Casey Field. Uh, he, one, he's a great interview. So I'll, I'll, uh, at Kennewick in 2019, I always go to as many circuit rodeos as I can as I prepare to write for Ellensburg Rodeo, mm-hmm. and I can remember talking to Casey behind the shoots at Kennewick I was like Casey, I'm from Ellensburg, and he kind of he doesn't know me, but he recognizes me, so I don't really have to introduce myself to too many guys. But mm-hmm. I said Ellensburg, and boom, he's talking about oh, silver shoots, Yakima <laughs> Indians coming down, one of the best great mm-hmm. uh, 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 grand entries, and so like we want to get to know the competitors and the rodeo athletes, but they know us like. You know, uh, yeah. I, I can tell you where Tuff Cooper goes to eat at least once
2: when he's here <laughs> in
1: Ellensburg. And there's so many restaurants, I don't want to, you know, uh, 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 promote one when it sounds like I'm not promoting the other. But I know where these guys get their, like, shirts pressed and everything like that because they love Ellensburg so much and everything. So I, I'll tell you what, that right there, I, I that makes me happy as a, as a fan to know that because if that – that personal experience is what I hope we never lose from from, mm-hmm. uh, from the Elmsburg Rodeo because you can't – guys like me, I have pretty much all access to these guys. I don't have that access to, like, LeBron James or, or Russell Wilson or anything like that. But I know that I have literally called Trevor Brazil on the phone just because I needed to talk to him. And so, mm-hmm. Megan, I'm telling you, you – keep that social media aspect because that is quick hit information and pe and that personalizes things and it's just awesome because i know the guys love being here and i know the ladies love being here i love talking to barrel racers about dirt because and and a, a few of them have specifically said in the last couple of years how significantly improved the dirt has been at the ellsberg rodeo arena and for complete rodeo geeks like myself I'm thinking oh my gosh that's amazing so maybe that doesn't mm-hmm. hit well on social media but getting the barrel racing ladies or the breakaway ladies to talk about um hey, whatever I'm I'm rambling on because it, it's good to hear you say no that.
2: but yes yes um I mean it was let's talk about breakaway Jackie Crawford I'm still like shocked <sighs> that like she was roping six months pregnant <laughs> yeah <up> her saddle <laughs> See horn.
1: That? without I, a saddle horn <laughs> and yeah that that lady. Like,
2: it was it was amazing.
1: That lady's a champ, and and uh, uh, seeing her tear up and and talk about her family and everything like that during her acceptance or realization of of, of uh, earning that was her third breakaway title, her twentieth overall. That lady wow. is that is a cowgirl, yeah. um
2: Yeah, I mean, I got teary like. I remember I was, I was sitting in my car. I didn't get to watch the breakaway. I was on my way, and I remember I pulled over, and I was on my phone looking at stuff, and I was like, wow, she just made a huge step for women in yeah. the Western industry, um, and being a woman in the Western industry and looking at the different steps I can take to kind of find my place in it. I was like, she's opening so many doors for so many young girls to look up to her and to follow in her steps and get to the stage that she's been able to kind of, Push and create, and then you know magnify with her championship. And I mean, she's just a class act. And it was really cool to just kind of be where it was all happening, and to hear people talk about it and how excited they were. So well,
1: you've you've uh, you've played that role yourself. I mean, there are pictures of you with my daughters a a handful of <laughs> years ago during your your time as as a Ellensburg rodeo princess, and and uh, you got to. I mean, this is not your first. Uh, Rodeo trip, I guess you could say, on a, on a national stage. I mean, you and and uh, and uh, Jade and Brittany went all over the Northwest a handful of years ago. I think you even went to Calgary uh, your year. I mean, we did. Um, I mean, are there certain things that you still uh, remember and fall back on? Were there some favorite uh, trips that uh, or rodeos that
2: you went to? Uh, of course. I mean, that year will always stick in my mind. Um, Of course, I'm going to say the Ellensburg Rodeo is the best rodeo. See you Labor Day weekend. But uh, I remember OMAC was super hot. Um, (laughs) So I remember sweating every single time we had to do a wall run. But it was their grand entry is just packed with royalty. And I'm talking like 60 horses and Mm -hmm. it's all rodeo queens. And luckily, Ellensburg got to be like in the front of it. So we would run in. We would watch all the Representing all these different rodeos, and I just remember sitting there and like, I'm a part of something big. Like, OMAC is a big rodeo, people know the name, Ellensburg is a big rodeo, people know the name, and I have the opportunity to share rodeo and just kind of be in the moment here. So, I, re- I remember OMAC a lot, Calgary, I mean. I remember they, I mean, they strapped their contestants into harnesses and fly them from the top of the stands Which down awesome. into the arena. It's, <laughs> I, it's iconic. Like You're yep. sitting there, and I remember, like, on the tarmac, just looking over my shoulder and, like, oh, my gosh, that's Hayley's full flying yeah. over my head. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is happening? Uh The chuck wagons are intense. I've never seen anything like that. I know they had stuff like that in the past before at the Ellensburg Rodeo, but me, myself, I've never seen, like, those horses are built for it. The people get into it. The crowd gets into it. So Calgary was an experience in itself. Um, I really do enjoy traveling to all the different rodeos. So they all kind of stick in my head. But I mean, you can't beat the Allensburg rodeo. And I know that sounds cheesy, but even being at the NFR and people would ask me, oh, do you like this better than the Ellensburg rodeo? And it's no. Yeah. <laughs> the Ellensburg rodeo. Right. uh has a lot of history um it means a lot to me and my family uh we would always go before i was a princess and then for years after i've worked it so ellensburg rodeo probably will always be my fondest memory whether i was a princess or working it so. it's
1: uh i always say that the ellensburg when somebody asked me to describe it ellensburg is it feels like it's 1923 but it mm-hmm. also feels like it's 2020 in terms of uh uh just you know uh, holding on tra- to tradition and uh, adapting to changing times so 1923 so you got the western way of life but then you also have acdc playing on extreme bowls you know <laughs> so it's a good yes. i mean it's just it's absolutely amazing rodeo i'll tell you one thing omac i've been there a few times for the rodeo every single time it's been there it's been at least 350 Ooh. degrees it is, right? that's a slight exaggeration, but by not by that much, it is, uh,
2: um, no, yeah.
1: we always go on the, on the Sunday afternoon performances and I'm always like, why don't we get here on Saturday nights, perf, you know, cause it's, uh, mm-hmm.
2: um, it's uh, still hot. It's still hot during Saturday nights. I don't remember a single day in OMAC that I did not sweat like <laughs> profusely and then lay in the grass under the shade of the horse trailer cause I was just dying of heat, uh, it's I mean it's it's a good pain. Yeah. <laughs> you get to promote the rodeo and everything and be a part of it, but it was hot every single time.
1: So I know this is not social media, but I'm gonna put this on you. I'm I'm gonna put yeah. uh, I'm gonna say both Megan. So Megan Squared is my term of endearment yeah. for the Megan's <laughs> It's not social media. Maybe it's not even marketing. But let's do something where maybe we strap in Dave Adams, maybe Carl Jensvold into those harnesses like they do in Calgary. You know, maybe we introduce a rodeo board by swinging them up by the... (laughs) Uh however Calgary does it, I don't know. Um, Dave might be for it. Carl might be for it. You know, Carrie and Brian, maybe. Yeah. Jerry Doolin, I don't yeah. know. We've Fly seen man. them dance in the arena. Fly uh, maybe man. we'll dance from the, the harness of 50 feet above the <laughs> crowd. I'm going to put it on you to do that.
2: Okay, I'll, I'll bring it up to them. They're going to look at me like I'm crazy, but <laughs> I'll bring it up to them.
1: Well, we look at them as they're crazy, so. but uh, right? anyway,
2: I mean, the board is a hoot, so. <laughs>
1: So, well, welcome back to Ellensburg after a two-week whirlwind trip. Uh, um, I really appreciate you calling in, Megan, and uh, can Ellensburg Labor Day weekend not come soon enough for you?
2: It really can't. I remember uh, I was sitting at the first turf of the NFR, and I had the realization, my second rodeo that I seen in 2020, uh, the first was the Columbia River Circuit finals, mm-hmm. and then from January to December,
1: yeah. Just-
2: uh, Labor Day weekend was kind of sad. I mean, I was posting a whole bunch, trying to keep the morale up, and just kind of share the different things that would have been happening Labor Day weekend. Uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to 2021. We're pushing ahead. Uh, we're hoping that everything will start to kind of come together, and rodeo will be able to pick back up in the Pacific Northwest. So. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I
1: missed it. <laughs> Me too, and I'm confident it will be there. I, I I'm mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say we're it might be slightly different. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's some rules in place that we're gonna have to abide by, but as long as we're watching some roping, watching some riding, I'm 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 happy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, hey, thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you, and uh, um, just congratulations on quite the opportunity and. I can't wait to see Ellensburg take shape.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun chatting and being able to kind of share. I haven't been able to talk to too many people a little bit, but uh, it's so much.
1: You're breaking, us, you're breaking up on us a little bit. I'm going to blame my uh, cell phone coverage, but uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, Megan.
2: Merry Christmas, guys. All
1: right. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks to the McGregor Company for uh, sponsoring this uh, interview. Uh, Proud sponsors of Kittadass Valley Sports Talk since the beginning. That's right.
0: I'm Ian McGregor of the McGregor Company.
1: There are so many decisions that are required to produce a successful crop. From selecting the right variety, rotation, nutrition, or crop protection, management is a full-time job. At the McGregor Company, we view our role as that of a partner, It's not about making a sale. It's about producing the best crop to help our customers succeed. What we earn here, we invest here, just as we have for more than 130 years. The McGregor
0: Company, your partner for success. Wow. Well, we're back after that great interview with Megan Ray from the Ellensburg Rodeo. Uh, My takeaway I'm going to let you get a shot. I'm going to go right away, John. Go for it. Okay. Do it. Um, Do it. My takeaway is uh, that what a cool experience and, and something that um, it's a no brainer. You can't pass that up. And, and what a lifetime. That's something that she'll never forget. And and I think that a lot of people, they need to realize that you know, sometimes you just got to put yourself out there. and Sometimes you just got to go apply for it. And it great. Things can happen. And what that's something that'll be on her resume for, you know, the, her job side of things. that's yep. great, but it's, it, it's a life experience that, not a lot of
1: people, only a handful of people get to say they got to go do that. Well, she said, like, six six yep. other ladies, you know. Right. So six other ladies got to do what she got to do, yeah. um, which, I mean, what an opportunity mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do that and, you know, to be at the NFR in the most unique, maybe not the most unique, but a very unique scenario of the NFR of 2020. And so, yeah, I mean, congrats to her and, and my hat's off to her because um, – she saw the opportunity, jumped at it, had the people who uh, backed her to support her to do that, and mm-hmm. there she is watching that's the so NFL. Awesome. Well, maybe not watching it too much because she was working so hard, right? But she was working so hard, so guys like you and I could watch it. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's a good opportunity, and and let this be a lesson to people out there. You know, you got your dream, you chase it, that's and right. uh, that's what she did. Make it happen. And I think we even. Did I? Did we get a verbal commitment from her to put uh, the rodeo board in the harnesses yes. like they do in Calgary and, yes. and swoop them into the arena? Yeah. The only issue I think is there's a guy on the board named Kerry Cliff that might screw us. Then
0: harnesses. <laughs> that's <laughs> like that's our only <laughs> issue to be scared of. But other than that, uh, yes, it's happening. Twenty twenty one Labor Day week and rodeo boards entering. By the sky,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> I, we're just gonna um, maybe that will be sponsored by the McGregor. Now we're as well. talking. Yeah. I think that would be phenomenal. Well, so the is NFR fun. is done. Yes, it's cold. Mm-hmm. There's no wintertime rodeo that you pay to watch up here.
0: What the heck are we gonna do? <laughs> no idea, John. I'm at a loss for words, and that's bad for podcasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, uh, I don't know. Well,
1: that thankfully we got rodeo on TV.
0: That's right. Well, yeah. that's one thing we learned from the NFR is appreciate family. Yep. And that's what that, you can tell the rodeo family exactly. is. And, and I think that's what we'll do. Talk about it. Get some more guests on. That's right. I think we can make that happen. Sounds good to me. Awesome. Well, thank you again to our guest, Megan Ray, for joining us. That was a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh, maybe she'll teach us a thing or two about putting things on the Twitter, the Facebook.
1: Yep. <laughs> and about uh, Stepping up our social media. Uh, game how to utilize uh, search engine optimization on the Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, As you can tell,
0: we're pretty tech savvy here.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah totally. Absolutely. Totally.
0: Well, thank you again to McGregor Company. John, until next time. I can't wait. Everybody out there, if I, we don't talk to you beforehand, have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. The Kittitas Valley Sports Talk podcast is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Please check out all episodes anywhere you can get your podcast. And for you iTunes listeners, please rate and review our podcast. Check us out and follow for all your local sports updates on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Kittas Valley Sports Talk. The official music of Kittas Valley Sports Talk is brought to you by Austin Jenks. Please go check him out and all of his great music anywhere you can stream music.